0: The following may contain language that is not suitable for all audiences. It's time. searched opinions of two culturally insignificant dudes. Almost sounded like the Swedish chef there. Funda funda funda. This is the Low Fact Podcast
1: and we are I don't we're not even live. We are not live and we are
0: gonna underwhelm you with our five million microamp receiver
1: (laughs) (laughs) the fuck is a five what you call it? Microamp the hell is a micro-amp? It's like 10 to the negative 6, right? We need, like, one of those receivers like the, uh... Like, like the country music people had way back in when? In Texas, yeah. The, the 100,000 watt that could be... Yeah. Just sending it out to, like... I went to America and beyond. Well, Texas is America, so basically you're No, talking... I thought it was in Mexico. Yeah, but it's just across the river. I don't even think it was that far. Okay. But it went for states and states and states. I think it pretty much went up to Canada. That's
0: amazing. And almost coast to coast. I wonder if it gave people cancer. Oh. I'm sure you're not supposed to stand or be close to any kinds of uh, electricity high transmission
1: towers. Only people that watch country music will know what the hell we're talking about right now. Speaking of, uh, what is his name? Ken Burns. Uh, oh, Ken Burns. He's got a new documentary out that um Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the statements he was making. I only saw
0: a couple of minutes of the new one about like America and the and the and the Jews or whatever it was. Uh-huh. And to me it seemed like a very unveiled parallel to what's going on regarding Immigration in the U.S. as a as a greater thing.
1: Well, I think he's pretty uh, pretty left, eh?
0: and we don't really talk about immigration, and uh, mainly because I don't know anything about it. And, but were you going to say something? Nah. Here's my deal. I'm like, look, there's uh, there needs to be some changes, but I don't think anyone wants to change them because there's got to be boatloads of money involved in the way things are going, the way they are right now.
1: Oh, damn it. There's a fly now. you got a fly? I see. Should I kill it? While we're talking? Damn it. He escapes. The fly escapes to live another day. Fly another day. Um, but I always thought that they should probably just
0: make it easier for because a lot of people just want to come here to work to send money back home. So... Why don't you make it easier for them to come over here and work? You mean give them some kind of a working visa? Yeah, non-citizen- non- non-pathway to citizenship visa. You can come here and work your ass off. How you that, oh, many visas
1: proposed that? I think plenty
0: of people have proposed that. They just don't want to do it. Because hmm. it seems to me that everything that goes on on the upper echelons of government level revolves around boatloads of money. So when, when, the, when the right-wing sphere goes off on how bad crime is and all that stuff, the laziest assumption you can make is that somebody is a real big fan of RoboCop and wants to do that for real. Privati- privatization of police. Right.
1: I just think that would be fraught with all sorts of issues.
0: Well, private- privatization of anything is yeah. fraught with all kinds of issues. You know, stuff that is traditionally government services that you want to just go off onto private business. Well, they've kind of been doing that with the
1: military as well, right? Uh, The The contracts and the equipment and...
0: Well, like the the logistical stuff,
1: yeah. Stuff like laundry and food. What about the food? Food
0: service? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Same deal. Prisons, they privatized all the prisons.
0: Which, you know, I don't think is a good idea either. But anyway, what else was I... Oh, so here's a question. Do you think it's a good idea to point out someone's inconsistencies in a logical fashion to hopefully make them change their mind?
1: Uh, Are you talking about me or other people? (laughs) Well, I just... um, (laughs) No, because it, like, really? like, when it's other people, I'm like, yeah, but when somebody does that to me, I'm like,
0: eh. Okay, that's the, that's. I wasn't going that way, but finish your thought.
1: That's my thought. Thought finished? I, I, I don't like it when people uh, kind of point that out, because even when it's like totally makes sense. I have, I have a
0: very weird listening style when it comes to information. Which is what I listen to NPR and all the the left wing media stuff, BBC stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then I listen to all the AM stuff, which is most mostly conservative right wing people. Uh-huh. Um, it's really annoying because there's so many commercials on the AM, too many. But it's funny because a lot of the a lot of the conservative folks point out stuff, point out the inconsistencies, right? And I'm sitting there going. Are you trying to change somebody's mind, or are you just trying to get the people in the choir to, to follow you? Because most people who are, I don't know, progressive, liberal, left-wing, whatever you want to call them, probably don't listen to all the... No, they don't.
1: So... And vice versa. Yeah. People who are on the right, they're not listening. They're not... I don't think they're watching CNN or... or, They're, they're probably just switching it off. Right. which
0: I think is is not particularly good for opening your eyes. It's very good for keeping your blood pressure down. I know, I do
1: it. Like like I'll, there'll be some new show or there'll be something there's some horrible show called Charlemagne the God. He's like a radio personality guy. Yeah. And now he has a show on TV. Okay. And um most of the time I just can't Like, I I think I've had a show on for about five or ten minutes, but it's just basically everyone just... It's mostly left-wing folks just in their own, like, echo chamber, and I just can't do it. You know, like, I I watch about five minutes, and I'm just like, nobody's listening to you guys. Oh, there are plenty of people listening to them. Um, And and they're just just so... I don't know. They're just so sure of, of their viewpoint, right? And they're just... And and when I watch it, I'm just like, it just, none of it makes sense to me. So I just switch over. Well, so the same thing can be said about the other guys. Yeah. But I switch it off. And, and I, uh, I switch it off. Which is probably not good, right? I don't know if it's good or bad. I'm just like,
0: if you want to know what the other person, what other people are thinking. Yeah. You should listen to as much of both as you can stand.
1: I get worked up, though. Which is...
0: Which is the point? I still don't understand why everybody. There's there's a lot of people that have a lot of opinions about that. The, the prevalent one being um, they want people to be really worked up and angry so that they'll be easier to control. Which makes sense,
1: I suppose. But I'm just like, no, I guess it does make sense. Not if somebody's like going ape shit, then they're pretty hard to control. Well, I don't know. By the way, speaking of BBC. Did you watch the BBC coverage of the funeral? No, it was the best coverage. Oh, but it kind of makes sense, right? That it would be the Brit, the British coverage would be the best coverage. Well, it is there head to stay. Yeah, the American coverage—I just couldn't do it. I was like, nope. I don't. I don't get why the Americans covered it so much. I guess it's a, it's big news. But what what made you think about that question about? When something's laid out, logically. Well, not even logically. Um, m- most recently in the
0: news, apparently some guy... I don't know where it was. It's like some Northwestern place. Uh, ran over some kid. Killed him with his car. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And so I was listening to... Uh, who is it? Uh, Clay and Buck yeah 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 yeah. and there were well a a lot of the other people were saying it too Um, a lot of the other radio show right a lot of the other uh, uh, conservative places
1: were saying the same thing like hey if if it was some maniac right wing guy that ran over some kid because he was a uber leftist then yeah it would have yeah it would it would be wall to wall coverage for sure so a lot of that stuff just kind of I mean it's true it is, and I wonder why. Because it's not, because it doesn't, it's like you said, it's like you always say, it doesn't It doesn't support the narrative, right? Because the narrative is that, like, everybody on the left is calm, cool, collected. Compassionate. Compassionate. And that everybody on the right is some fucking raving lunatic. Yeah. So, whereas, like, in this case, that guy is a fucking lunatic. But if you go through a lot of the news stories...
0: A lot of the actual political violence done by left wing folks, right? And I think They're never reported. And they don't really seem to get that tough of a. Uh, yeah, it's not reported number one. But it, but also there's just there's really no consequence for them, and. <laughs> I sit here and I go. How long
1: do you think that's going to happen? That there'll be no consequence.
0: Yeah. How long do you think you're going to be on the, on the, uh, quote unquote, um, winning side of things?
1: I don't know, bro.
0: I mean, I think, I think as, as movements and things go, chances of you outliving the, uh, the winning side, being on the winning side, essentially, pretty slim.
1: What do you mean, outliving the loving side, the winning side?
0: So, if you're in the majority or the successful side of stuff, right? Okay. People like to say right side of history sometimes, right? But if you're in a situation where your um, your views are supported by the powers that be, chances of things kind of switching in your lifetime pretty low. Like, take the take the, uh, the, the the slave owners or the southern states before the Civil War, right? All right. The country pretty much got its independence and were kind of living along the way that they were living. From essentially, if you, if you say 1776 was, you know, if you go by the, the Declaration of Independence being the start of it, it took, what, 60, 60 plus 24 years? To what? For if you were if you were an uh, a rich southern person
1: mm-hmm.
0: before before your way of life was actually kind of in real jeopardy. It took eighty four years? Yeah. From beginning to quote unquote end, and even even the Civil War didn't end it. I always forget that the Civil War.
1: I don't know. I think of the Civil War as being longer ago than it was. 1860, 1865. Yeah, I mean that's not. Then you it's had not re- that long ago. Then you had Reconstruction.
0: Even after the end of the Civil War, it took almost a hundred years for legislation to sit there and you know, like the Civil Rights Act was, 18, was 1960s. Wow. So that's hundred years. Yeah. So you had a hundred plus years with like some extreme. With some extreme events in the middle of there, so let's say you ha- you were let's say you were from a pretty wealthy, you know, upper middle class upper class Southern family who had plantations and all that junk, and you were you know, one of the original slave holding colonists, I suppose, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you made a bunch of money in like 1780. You were, you're able to keep
1: that money in your family. <laughs> For eighty years, plus. Oh yeah, plus all the, yeah.
0: Now many fortunes were lost and all that during it, during the Civil War and stuff. But you know, it's was just like, huh. Hmm. Or even even the Roman Empire, right? I mean, they they went off to to Byzantium or to 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 Turkey, Constantinople, right? Uh huh. It still took a few took a few hundred years before it just kind of. Plotted.
1: You mean after it plots in Rome? Yeah. Well, that's empires. Yeah. It's like so, you always say things take a long time to die.
0: Well, I I submit it's a lot harder for you know even for a company to like Sears. You know, but for some of the stuff that happened, you know, they when they when they broke everything up, to have like the Craftsman tools and and all that stuff. Yeah. They were holding. They were holding companies, and I think now it's kind of going down but
1: Sears lasted over 100 years do you think that people who are like advocating for change think that there can be some change immediately do you think that they just don't really believe that there's going to be that things are really going to change but they're just kind of advocating for it because it's you know popular I I believe that
0: those people are really just trying to get on some kind of gravy train yeah and you know Riding that train, I have a very low opinion of a lot of activists. In case you couldn't tell from the way I talk, if anyone's been Listen listening, that before we figured it, it out. But but, you know, a lot of a lot of the activist class, a lot of activists, a lot of people that are promoting this kind of change. Number one are lying because it doesn't seem like they want the change. They just kind of well, like a lot of the environmental folks, you know, on the political side of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's. Nothing's ever good enough. Which is odd. So they might they might actually believe in some kind of end goal, but they don't want to tell you what the end goal is because the end goal probably seems kind of crazy. You know, take some people that aren't particularly religious who think of the very religious, and when I say religious, I'm talking about like the uh, the born-again folks who are really wanting the second coming to happen. Right. And so when they, when these people, and I'm thinking of of, of certain people that we know who are pretty left, non-religious, pretty left, pretty secular, talking about the very new age, not new age, the born again religious folks in their family. Right. And they're just they're just sitting there going, oh my god, you know they want the second coming to happen, and that's just crazy. And they're wanting all those things, and you know these wanting... people
1: are like off the reservation, right? But
0: I think the same argument can be made toward the leftist folks, and the only reason why they're they're trying to they're trying to they're trying to hold things in tight because they don't want to they don't want the secret to be out. And I think, I think the secret is they want everybody else to die. Well, wow, that's you know they're they're really into that that whole Malthusian Thanos type things like there's too many people Thanos, <laughs> so if we get rid of half of the people, uh, then the other half will be just fine. What half do you
1: get rid of though? Well, who do
0: you get rid of? I mean that's that's a that's an incredibly soul crushing thought to have.
1: I, have I have I struggle with that idea that that's what. That that's what the end goal is, because if that's the case, then they're never going to admit to the, that being the end goal. They're never going to say it, because there's no way to not sound crazy.
0: Yeah, but if you're a if you're a zealot, yeah, huh? Then
1: you know, because we, we we have that we have that experience a lot with with with. Uh, well, they're advocating for co- people composting themselves now. Do you hear about that? They're, they're talking about introducing a law in California. Where you don't get embalmed? No, you can just compost. You can become human compost. And then just get, I guess you just get tended to do it. Well, I
0: think they used to do that in Vietnam, right?
1: I'm just like, that doesn't sound like the way to treat the body to me.
0: Well, you and I have very different opinions of the body, though.
1: I mean, cremation I get. Burying I get. That's what composting is. Yeah, but like you're still in the grave, though. There's, there's still a grave, or if there's cremation, you you have ashes. I mean, I think
0: I think for 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 a long, long time in Vietnam, basically, when you died, they kind of put you in the rice paddies, so <clears throat> the, the, so you could add nutrients to the soil and all that. In time. Tibet, they have the sky burial.
1: Nothing grows in Tibet, dude. I mean, <laughs> they they put you out, and the carrion come and pick your bone clean. Again, there's nothing out there, but. That's what I'm saying that. That's what the Sky Barrel is. Basically, your bones get picked clean by all the all the creatures. Okay, so... I don't know. That's That seems like So you just kind of threw that out there because you had nothing to say? <laughs> well, it's... It, a, again, it's like something that I'm like... That, I wouldn't want that to be me. But you're going to be dead. That's not the point. Okay. Um,
0: but anyway... Um, yeah on 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 that on that about 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 human remains i'm kind of i'm kind of the way some people- are about death. But you don't
1: give a shit what happens to your body after you die well i'm like it's a shell i'm not gonna be in there so you wouldn't mind like if i just like threw your bones around on the street then i i mean if you happen to outlive me i mean <laughs> i'm I'm still going
0: i'm gonna be dead what how how much do I care about that Although, but that, that, like I said, I'm kind of like I'm kind of like the way a lot of people are well, you have about to have some, death. I think you want to have right? somewhere for your
1: family to go and to grieve and to remember you. I ain't
0: got that much family left, dude.
1: <sighs> well, you don't know. You might have more family.
0: Always a possibility. Yeah. But as I was going to say, I'm kind of like I'm kind of like the way people are about death. You know, all cavalier when death is far away. Are you scared of death? No. Death comes a knocking, and then all of a sudden. You know not a peep so because to me what would happen to my to my carcass after i'm gone your corporal body you know i'm not i mean i am i am i'm cognizant and mindful of my own mortality but i haven't really thought about what happens to
1: my physical body so i'm just like well what about your mental body what do you think happens to your mind i'm i'm kind of uh i'm kind of mixed well, what do you think is mind? What do you mean? Is your what? What? How would you define your mind? The mind. Uh, do you think it's like inside your body, or is it? Does it go beyond your body? I never really thought of it that much. Hmm. You know, because there's like been many, many discourses and many, many books written on the mind, and I've not read a single one of them. <laughs> but you don't don't you ever feel like the mind kind of is, extends beyond the. Parameters of the body. I'm I feel sh- like it does. You're conscious, you mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I-, I suppose your I mean, consciousness.
0: I never really, I never. Really so you never thought fun. about
1: what happens to your consciousness when you die? No. Yeah.
0: I can honestly say, of the many things that c- come popping into my head, that's not been one of them. Hmm. And maybe it's because I saw an episode of Star Trek just uh, a little too early in my uh, in my life, where I was just like, yeah, actually, that's a pretty good thing. About the mind. Well, the next generation, where um,
1: that's uh, Picard, right?
0: Yes, uh, I, I think it's like maybe season one or two. Um, some Klingons come aboard, and the Klingon dies, and they do their whole Klingon death ritual, and uh-huh. and the uh, the Federation folks are like, "What do you want us to do with the body?" And you know, the Klingons are like, oh, "It's just an empty husk. Do whatever you want with it." <laughs> like, oh, that's pretty hardcore. And you were like, "Yeah, that's true." I I think about the times that I have thought about it, I'm just like yeah, I mean everything everything that is that is you kinda ceases when you die. I mean your soul probably
1: goes somewhere. So you think fu- so you would be able to score <clears throat> that funerals are for the
0: Living, yes, definitely. Living. Definitely, yes. Yes. It's it's a way it's a way for the people that are left behind to kind of uh, deal with
1: it. So the Buddhists believe that the person's spirit is around for about 40 days. So in other words, you're, you're there kind of like floating around hearing what people are saying about you and what's going on.
0: I would think that if that is actually what happens, that would be a little... Hard to take. <laughs> yeah, because I would, I would like to think that when my time comes
1: and I do die... I'm not going to want to hang around. See, I feel like when my neighbor, because my neighbor lived in this building for, what was it, 60 years. When he passed on, I never had a, cause I, I have other friends of his who are around who are like, oh, I feel like Kaz is still here. I never had a feeling that he was, when he went, I never had a feeling that he was around. I, I felt like he was like out of here. Yeah, well, you Just know. Just gone, man.
0: Knowing, knowing, knowing your building and your neighbors, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't think he'd want to stick around either.
1: If he's anywhere, he's in the bogs in Latvia. He had a he had a pretty long life. Yeah, he sure did. Ninety six. Plus he was. I miss that old guy. He was pretty funny. He was a hoot. He was grouchy too, man. Like you didn't want to get on the wrong side of him. Ah uh, well, that guy could hold a grudge.
0: Wow, he did live live under the Soviet thumb for a little while. So yeah, yeah, he was a man. I mean, you gotta you gotta hate somebody to. Hook up with the Nazis to fight against them.
1: This is true. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> the Latvians really don't like the Russians.
0: Uh well, why would you? Yeah. If you were any of their satellite countries. Yeah. Especially the Ukraine. I remember I remember years ago I, I knew this uh this this one Ukrainian family and at the time, you know, I was like junior high school, I was like, Oh, you guys are Russian? Like, we're Ukrainians. I'm like, okay. <laughs>
1: Get it right, Sunny Jim.
0: Well, then you find out, you know, when you're in college,
1: you find out about what the about what the Soviets did to the Ukrainians. Starved them all. Yeah, it's like the fucking British and the and the Irish and 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 it wasn't like there was a food shortage. Well, you know, you know, the Irish, um, they did that uh, when the potato famine happened. They also had wheat crops. Did you where all the wheat went? All the food went.
0: To to England and and their and and their and the markets, mm-hmm.
1: and, and the, the Irish, Irish got starved. Yeah,
0: and you know, if it wasn't for the potatoes and milk, then they, and they didn't bad. have the
1: potatoes. Yeah, because the potatoes were all fucking rotting. I know, but you know, yeah, I can I can understand
0: why you hold a grudge and stuff. I mean, but some of the things. Oh, speaking of holding grudges, I also don't understand why. And this is me personally, because I, because you know, in case you don't know, the Japanese colonized Korea. Yes. Uh, uh, not for you, but for, for everybody else, you know, back in like what nineteen oh something to nineteen forty something. Was it that long? Uh, yeah, end of the war. Mm. Um, but I remember, I remember we went to uh to a party years ago. And this little Japanese girl was like, "We're talking." She's like, "Oh," and she thought I was Japanese for a while. I was like, "No, I'm not Japanese. I'm Korean." I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." I was like, "Why?" Because I'm Korean. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, no, no." You know what Japanese is? I was like, "Did you have something to do with it?" <laughs> and what would she say? Well, she was she felt a little uncomfortable because I was like, "I don't, I don't get why you're apologizing to me. You're, you're not." Yeah, you're you're not someone who did it. I'm not someone who, like experienced it su- suffered directly under it yeah or experienced it so i don't i don't understand what makes you think that's going to that's the thing like the i remember also
1: like um just people apologizing for for uh i i had a buddy for racism a, i had a buddy that was in ireland on work for the um for the queen's funeral and uh-huh. i was like, and he was like yeah there's there's no there's no holiday happening here. Well, it's there. today. Well, in, in Ireland. Ireland,
0: Ireland's not part of the. Uh, it, it, it's not part of the,
1: the but, country. And but yeah, and but why would they
0: anyway? Exactly. That's like you know? they'd be like sitting there saying, you know, yeah, I went to I went to um, I went to America, and you know the the Mexican president died, and there's nobody cared. <laughs> why would they? That's my yeah exactly. Okay, so the British did. The British probably did do. Well, the British did do a lot of bad stuff to the Irish. I mean, hell, but they got they got their their independence. I mean, they they blew up some old dude for no reason. Who? Uh, Louis Mountbatten. Ah, seventy nine. That was the IRA. It was a faction of the IRA. I guess one faction killed a member of parliament, and the other faction, not to be outdone by that faction, Mm -hmm. decided to blow up Louis Louis Mountbatten because he had a he had a um an estate in ireland in the in the late 70s which you know i was just like why would you have an estate in ireland but if you lived in england since you know since the 1900s and you're part of that that crowd cuz he was pretty well well connected see our family is cuz you know, you know who the mountbatten's were before they changed the name no battenberg oh they were Germans. Well, yeah, I mean... Well, they're old Germans. Well, now, because... Uh, starting with George III, right? Hanoverians came over. Mm-hmm. And, uh... So, House of Hanover, and then, uh... Victoria married, uh... Saxe Cobra Gotha. Yeah. And, you know, so now it's like... The, they, they changed it to Windsor in World War One. Apparently, uh... Kaiser Wilhelm's... One of his favorite jokes was, uh... He wanted to go to... Go to, um go to England and watch that Shakespeare play you know The Merry Wives of Saxe Cobra Gotha
1: <laughs> that sounds like a German joke
0: well yeah and I think the other thing was when at the end of the war he was pretty happy because now he could because then he could have some Earl Grey tea but you know Kaiser Wilhelm was 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 uh, uh, Queen Victoria's grandson yeah so you know I'm not real I'm not a real big fan of aristocracy and all that junk i just like no oh. really I just I just don't get it I mean I, like I said before I think there are a lot of things that are inherited leadership and you know super high intellect and all that junk not one of them and this is a good it's a good lead-in to I guess probably our final segment of the day um, because the right-wing folks the conservative folks really really harp on merit right right the meritocracy type thing you know you'll rise as far as your. Skills and stuff will take you mm-hmm. but I think a lot of stuff I think I think merit and credentials get conflated, confused, switched out, especially in a lot of governments I and mean, that's what happened in uh, well in all of them right and to go with the, with with Chinese stuff, like everything was based, the, 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 the state exams were all based on Confucian philosophy, like with China, in China and Korea. And so what might have started out as merit kind of turned into credentialism later and that's happening here so about credentials it is why does everyone want to go to harvard well maybe so you it, can say we to harvard well maybe at one point the smartest people did go if you're not a legacy even now the the best i think a certain pool right so out of a pool or even even in the even in the upper crest school in uh, in england You know, I think if you're not a legacy, not a shoe-in type person, not a, I hate to use this word, but not a token, there are, there are really a few competitive slots and there are tens of thousands of people trying
1: to get those competitive slots. Well, I know there's certain colleges, like I had friends that went to Cambridge and stuff and they they could be part of they could be in a lesser college but as a as a foreign student you can't be in you can't be in some of the colleges
0: well but you need to you can't be in the, you the need blue to, blood colleges you need to explain the college system to people that don't know like i didn't know until i just kind of researched it a little bit the college system on in in in, in at oxford and cambridge
1: mm-hmm.
0: like Colleges are basically dormitories. Right. Right? Yeah. That's where you eat, study. Yeah, yeah. So, hang out. So to someone who grew up and was educated in America, when you say certain colleges in in the UK, or at Cambridge especially, you can't get into if, unless you're a blue blood, you would think... Because I've got slots. I thought I thought that it was like, like taking an exam to go to college here. You just go into the, you just, you just go, and if you get accepted by the school, you get accepted by the school, and you just get handed out a dormitory. No. Right. So, uh, and, you go to the lesser dormitory. And, and in, uh, in, uh, you go to
1: the poor dormitory. Right. And
0: that, that's, that's the way, that's the way Harvard was, right. uh, you know, turn of the 19th century and when it first started. Right. So, like, uh, so like, uh, Joe, uh, Joe Kennedy, uh, when he, when he went to Harvard, you know there were there were certain clubs and there were certain certain dorms that you could go to, but there were certain dorms that were just set aside for poor, unconnected smart kids. Right. And he had to go to those because he was not connected. Right. His kids got in, and by the time his kids got in, I think that whole system was gone. Okay. So in America, the I thought like, so was a little
1: bit more like the British system.
0: Yeah, I think I think before, so like, so I didn't know that the British system when you say college. You know, I thought it was like here at my university. It's called the College of Arts and Sciences. It's basically just a degree program. Yeah. You know, dorms didn't mean anything. All the dorms were the same.
1: Now, when I when I went to Cambridge and I caught up with my buddy, this is after he graduated. We went back to right. Cambridge and I went in and ate with him mm-hmm. at his college. Yeah. But his college was like it was nice. Right. But it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't one of the. It wasn't one of the, f- the f- preeminent f- colleges. And and I found out later
0: that. Th- those colleges, whether you get accepted, like uh, there was, there's one college, um, that only took people that graduated from Eton. So to have a chance to get into that dorm, you had to have gone to Eton. Wow. But I didn't know, I didn't know that, that what you guys call college for the UK system
1: yeah. really meant residence hall. <laughs> yeah. It's a residence hall. Yeah. You probably get better food at the nice colleges too. Maybe
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I think we we do know somebody that went to. We met someone that went to Oxford, and he was uh, he was talking about his his college. But
1: actually, I don't even know what his college was. My father graduated from Oxford, but he didn't he didn't go there when he was a student. Oh, he did post grad stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know, but
0: yeah. So merit and credentialism has gotten confused lately, and I think we need to kind of go back to merit. Yes. Just because you've got the credentials don't mean Jack. It's just like the Soviet Union back in the old days.
1: That was all credentials, wasn't it? Yeah. You got to be a potty guy or a potty girl.
0: Um,
1: to, to get a shot, but if you were like, if
0: you, yeah, to get a shot. I mean, um, Kalashnikov, I think he was Armenian. Really? And the only reason why... I don't he,
1: know anything about Kalashnikov. Made a great except rifle. For the, except for the rifle.
0: <laughs> made a great rifle. He's a great engineer, or was it Mig? Is Mig? Is guy from the guy from Mig, uh, Mikoyan or whatever. His he's Armenian, but his older brother was a hardcore communist and kind of helped. He got into the party and kind of helped the Soviet Union get built. So he had he had the political creds right. to be able to go to wherever he went to Moscow State University or whatever. Yeah, and you know. Rose through whatever, doing those things. You so, have to do all those things. Well, to get a or you shot, head to. to get yeah. a shot, and that's the way. That's the way it was for all around the world forever, and it still is that way, right? In order to get a shot to go do anything, you have to be vetted and have the right credentials. Credentials being stuff that you might not even have any any control over, like who your family is. You don't. I think. I think. Yeah, if anything, if anything needs to change again back here, in this country, we need to be a little bit more cognizant of merit. Ugh, I don't know if that's gonna happen though. Well, that was the myth of 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 America for the longest time though. It was all on merit. I mean, even uh, there's a story about uh, Yamamoto, the, the the Japanese admiral. Yeah, he came to Harvard. That's a good story. Uh, when he was really young, young naval officer came to Harvard. Apparently, all he did was play poker. But you know, he he he's, he still I guess he went to class a little bit, but he kind of knew his stuff. And then after he graduated, before he had to go back to Japan, he like decided to take a vacation, and and tour the United States. And I'm just sitting there going, that's early 20th century, little Japanese guy just kind of walking around. And apparently, he's somewhere off in Texas talking to some wildcatters. And uh, he was like talking about their rig and how it wasn't right, or they were just doing something a little wrong. He's like, "No, it'd be better if you did this." And he was like, "And and those two guys, he just thought they were just two guys, so he's just kind of talking to them. And and for all they knew, he was just some dude, some you know, some strange Japanese dude. Yeah, some vagabond-looking dude. And apparently, they they were they were impressed with his knowledge." Of the stuff and they offered him a job, and then he found out they owned those old rigs. And when they offered him a job, he was like I guess he wrote in his journal or he thought there's there's no way that this- He was like, We're screwed. Yeah, and this is this is when he was in his early twenties, he was like, There's no way Japan would ever is there's no way anyone would ever defeat this country in any way because they don't care. They don't right. care where you're from, they don't care who your family is, they just care about what you can do. And that probably was like that. Back in the early 1910s, and stuff. I would think, uh, yeah. So I think for a long time, for a long time here, that's why so many people came here. And that myth, even though it's been eaten away, you know, as someone who grew up here, I'm just like, oh, I don't. Well, do I, you, I
1: do you think, it's, think it's changed, though. I guess is the question. Do you think it's changed?
0: I think that there. I think that that is so ingrained in the American psyche, it probably won't change. It's all about
1: merit. But why? Why are there? But. That being the case, why is it always, like, the fact that the, the the in management, it just seems like the people that rise up in management, right? It's the same we've talked about in the military mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Same deal, right? Like, any kind of a large company, whether it's – doesn't matter whether it's a grocery store or the military, right? It's like these these managers, they basically rise up by kind of not sticking their head out. Well, I think that's – They're not making, like – Risky moves. Well, right? I think and those people—they're the ones that rise up and end up being the bosses. Yeah, but
0: you're you're looking at a snapshot. I think I, I do think that there is a difference. I think when push comes to shove and things need to get done, merit's going to win over credentials all the time. But only when things are exactly right. If you're if you're in the middle of World War II and you got some yokel who used to be a sergeant and he gets promoted to to a lieutenant or something. And he's just some kick ass officer. Yeah, like a kick ass wartime officer.
1: Right, yeah, I
0: can think of one
1: particular example. Um that we've I we, mean we've watched Oh, know? okay, yeah, from Band of Brothers and yeah. stuff. Well he Spears, was uh not Spears. What's his name?
0: Winters. Okay. Yeah, well he wasn't a he wasn't a yokel, he was actually a college graduate in the thirties. Oh, <laughs> but he moved up fast, yeah. Because yeah, exactly. So it was wartime, and shit was on the line, right? So yeah, in, if if things need to get done, and you have a choice between, and it, and it's it's you have a choice between some guy who's like got all the creds, you know, academy and well connected, long line of military family, who's just a, a soup sandwich when it comes to you know battlefield commanding, right? And you got this going to killing people. What?
1: He's good at killing his own people.
0: Oh, okay. That's <laughs> what so I was like, good at killing it. And you've got, you got another officer who's just the shit, but totally unconnected on the battlefield. Yeah, that guy that's, that's unconnected but is the shit going to just, you know, keep going. I mean, the post-war. But post-war and in peacetime, then... They don't need that guy anymore. Yeah, I mean, like, and, and, and the two, two examples that come to mind from the Civil War are Custer and, you know, the guy who's credited with starting the Klan. Who's that? Uh, Nathan Bedford Forrest. Okay. Nathan Bedford Forrest enlisted in the Confederate Army as a private. He was a wealthy businessman, but he started out as a private, and he rose up to like three star general by the end of the war. Wow. Um, Custer graduated dead last in his class at West Point. Not really known to be a rocket scientist, but you know he would go headlong into charges. Uh, there was actually a story about him when uh, he was part of a general staff, and they're at a river and everybody all the all the officers are arguing about how deep the river is and blah blah this and whether it can cross here within cross not and custer i guess just kind of got sick of it after about 20 minutes and he rode his horse to the middle of the river and uh-huh. it came about like chest high to his horse and he's yeah. like general the river's this deep right we good you know? yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so to your point yeah we've noticed we've noticed people with that that move that seem to move up in large bureaucracies and i think the ones that move up in large bureaucracies when it's all a matter of just kind of holding, Mm -hmm. holding ground or, you know, not losing, then, yeah, those people that... And and, and in the military is the same way because, you know, for every rank you go up, there are fewer and fewer spots. Right. So you want to keep anything
1: negative from getting into your record. Yeah. But do you think those people actively keep... Well, they would, right? They wouldn't want somebody around that's going to make them look bad. They would probably want to
0: keep them under them Mm -hmm. to make them look good. Right. But, yeah, they wouldn't want those people to get promoted. No. But on the flip side, a lot of those people don't really care about getting promoted. If you're conscientious and really good at what you do... Yeah, just leave me alone. Give me my paycheck... Let me work. Let me do my
1: job. Mm -hmm. I'm good. And yet, that is not always what happens. Generally, that's not. It's like unless, unless, like the shit just leave me alone to do my thing.
0: Well, you know, there's always fear. There's always wanting to keep your thing. I mean, that's that's like how you know, basically, you and I were talking about how like uh, there's a there's a real big difference between the first king and the tenth king. And the skills that you need to be the first king, 10th king could not do. But then again, if the, if the, if a guy who probably should have been the first king was the 10th king, he'd probably get killed off. Yeah. That's interesting. I suppose. That is interesting. But, yeah, so we kind of meandered around a bunch of stuff and probably didn't answer anything. But Yeah, I don't know if it was
1: good or not. I don't think it's ever really very good, but... <laughs> We're supposed to say it's good. It's our podcast. Well,
0: I, I think people should listen, and, you know, we might... People I've talked to say they like it, so... I well, mean, it must
1: be okay. Unless there's someone that don't like you, who's going to sit there and say, I think it's shit? <laughs> well, I would prefer if people told me it was shit. I would, too, actually. Like, you need to change some stuff up, man. Which would... Well, be- this is interesting, but that's not, right? a suppose... But, you know. I suppose. I guess we're done. I think we're done now. It's starting to get hot this week. We don't have any good food today to eat after
0: this. Really. Yeah, but we ate a ton already. I'm just kind of, I'm just like, eh. Yeah. All
1: right. Well, thanks for listening. Um, like, subscribe, please.
0: Give a, give a, give some, give give a couple of really just shoddy folks. <laughs> What's the what's the thing that I want to say to the young girls when I'm asking them out on a date? Make an old man's day. <laughs> Gil, you must be really frigid and boring when you get a prom. Well, no, I just uh, that is that is one of my favorite lines, and I'm just too old to use it now. But um, if I if I ever were to go back and start like asking younger women out on dates, I think I'd probably that'd probably be the thing. Is like, hey, you know, make my day. Give an old man a break. <laughs>
1: Give an old man a break. There you have it. Give some stupid guys a break. Make us feel good. Yeah. Because we need some... uh, Good feelings? No. What are the fans called? The female fans?
0: Female fans? or you mean for rock groups? Groupies. Yeah, we need some groupies. I'm too old for groupies, dude. I
1: don't think I can handle that. I think a podcast groupie is probably different from a rock groupie. I hope so. A podcast groupie just probably wants to be on the podcast. More, my speed's more of
0: you know someone wanting to like bake me some banana bread or
1: and watch Hallmark movies with you.
0: No, no. Speaking of Hallmark movies, man, I only like the Christmas ones. I don't think they really translate the. Rest oh come of on, time. man loves portrait. That was awesome. You're quickly losing your man card. <laughs> that
1: was really romantic.